I think the best kind of long-term thinking is thinking that's adaptable. So if a really great opportunity comes up or, you know, you start to have this little niggle of something else that you want, I think you have to be able to adapt your plan to fit that in and go with it and see what happens because that's what life's about, I think, is seeing what comes at you and how you react to it. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Charlie. I'm Femke, and this is episode 22. Whoop, whoop. We had an awesome episode last week, and we said that this week we would talk about long-term thinking and goal setting. So it's probably going to be quite a heavy episode where we're going to talk about our long-term visions, our goals for the future, and maybe a bit how our mindset plays into that as well. But first, our weekly check-in. Charlie, have you had a good week? I have had a much better week than last week. You know, coming off that Easter break really (laughs) screwed around with my routine a bit, but I've been really trying to get back into it this week. And starting my April focus, which is completing the learn lettering classes that I bought from Sean Wears. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I've been working through them and... There's a lot to learn and a lot of like drills that I'll have to do that is definitely going to extend past a month. You know, I obviously didn't expect to be a master hand letterer just within a month. But yeah, I want to get through those courses and learn what I have to learn, if that makes sense. Yeah. How how far through are you in the course? Because it's quite meaty, isn't it? It's definitely very meaty. I'm only in the very beginning stages because I really only dipped in and out before. So I thought I should start fresh from the beginning again. And yeah really get into it and take it seriously this time. So is your monthly focus that course or is your focus lettering in general? Because I saw you went to a drink and draw event recently. Yeah, that was really fun. I would like to make lettering in general the focus. There's a piece of lettering I want to do for a DIY video I have coming up. So yeah, I'm going to work on that. But for the most part, I'll be focused on completing the course Yeah, because Then I'm going to learn how to, you know, practice deliberately, as Sean would say. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I look forward to seeing your, yeah, behind the scenes work in progress. Yeah, well, to start with, it's mostly just copying from fonts over and over and over again to like build up the muscle. So that's not going to be incredibly interesting to take Instagram pictures of, but (laughs) still, as we go along. How about you? How's your week been? Well, if you follow me on Snapchat, you would know. Oh, well... (laughs) No, well, I, I've recently started trying to use Snapchat daily, uh, and I know you and I have already talked about this a little bit off the podcast, uh, but I'm trying Snapchat as like a extra medium that I publish content to, so I'm still trying to figure out what to exactly show on there. I'm trying to take a bit of a sort of behind-the-scenes approach. But I don't know, I find like engaging with people on Snapchat quite difficult. Same. Like, I don't know, you know, you don't know how many people are following you really. Like you can see how many people watch your snaps, but there's no way to see like how many followers you have sort of thing. Unless there is and I just haven't figured it out. I don't know. It's quite a confusing interface to use if I'm honest. Very confusing. I do really like what you're doing with Snapchat though because – 
obviously you don't have a vlog where I get to see what goes on in your week, you know, so it's nice to have yeah. Snapchats for little updates throughout your day. Because I do vlog, I yeah, finding struggling to come up with ways how I should use Snapchat because I don't want to have it just the same as my vlog. But what I've been doing is sharing my to-do list and focusing it around the stuff I get done that day. So that's what I'm trying to do anyway. So maybe if uh, you're listening to this episode, I would have gotten much better at actually remembering <laughs> to do that. So how about we both put our Snapchat usernames in the show notes for this one, Yes, theme? yes, let's do that. Yeah, come check out what we're doing on Snapchat and send us some snaps and, you know, chat to us on there and yeah. let's use that for some conversation. Yeah, let us know if what we're snapping is good or boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, I've been publishing my week on there really so far, uh, but it's it's been a good one. I feel like I'm getting a bit more focus and direction and, like, preparing what I'm going to do this summer and also working on a client project that I'm doing, so... It's been a, a good focused week so far. Awesome. So today's topic, long-term thinking. I'm interested to know how important you think it is to, you know, set goals and think long-term before we, you know, get into what our goals actually are. I think it's pretty important. I mean, for me, I'm quite a goal-orientated person naturally, uh, but if you're not a goal a goal orientated person, then it might be a bit harder to get into that mindset of of thinking in the future. But for me, I really always have had this long term goal or, or long term mindset, and I don't know. I think a lot of it was growing up with my parents who were also very long term focused, uh, and growing up in a place like New Zealand, which I find is very short term focused. I find that in New Zealand. It's quite, you, you don't often find people who think further than five years ahead. Uh, but growing up with my parents, who were very long-term focused, kind of showed me that other other way to really plan into the future. And when it comes to my side projects or, or my day job or doing the things that I love to do and I'm passionate about, I'm always thinking, what is this going to mean for me in the future? And Paul Jarvis actually sent out uh, in his newsletter, I think it was last Sunday, he sends out a weekly Sunday dispatches and he was talking about how he's been trying to think quite far into the future, like like 20 years into the future. Whoa. Yeah, like super far, like when he's 60 and uh, he was kind of touching on what will the internet look like then? Like, will I still be doing what I am doing now? Is it is that content and the kind of stuff I'm doing now still going to be considered like valuable like is that still a thing that people will do will people still engage with me this way and I mean it's an impossible question to answer because we don't know but I think there's value in considering that and thinking that far ahead and not necessarily coming up with a plan for in 20 years I'll do this instead because it's it's hard to know how the world around you is going to change and I think you're just going to have to adapt as the as the world goes on but yeah I don't know I think it's still important to consider like what's your long-term goal and what action steps can you take now to get there so would you say you have like a five or ten year plan you know that I've heard a lot of people talk about where you know where you want your life to be in like 10 15 years or however far in advance you think and you've planned out a couple of steps that you think will help you get there I wish I was that organized. <laughs> I, I have some things that I would like to do or like to have done by then. 
Uh, I haven't necessarily got into the like, let's sit down and break out all the individual steps to get to that point. But I, I do have in mind like where I want to be, both physically and in terms of like my personal career and and what I want to achieve in that time frame. Like I touched on in the last episode, you know, I don't want to look back on my 20s and feel like I, I wasted it. Uh, and I only just turned 24 a couple of weeks ago. So for me at the moment, I'm I'm thinking up until I'm 30 right now. Gotcha. And I, prob- I probably should think further ahead, but for now I'm just super focused on making the most of my 20s, making sure that I, I work hard during that and, and have something to show for, for what I did in that decade. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I find it really hard to think super far in advance because I feel like my personal you know wants and needs change so drastically that I just can't fathom planning incredibly far ahead because I don't know what I'll want you know in the future. When I was in my late teens, perhaps when I was like 19 or something, you know, 1920, I honestly thought that I was going to be like, okay, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to be married, might have kids, you know, I'll be all settled down. And now I'm 27 and those things are like so far from my priority list, you know, that's just not what I'm interested in at this stage in my life. But back then I thought that that's what I would be. So I don't know, I think it's really difficult to plan when you're not 100% sure what you're going to be wanting those years ahead but and this is where the long-term mindset comes in I think it's always important to be aiming towards something even if that something changes it's the fact that you're thinking into the future and working towards something you know all the time having that sort of mindset I think is really important do you think that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I find that like at the moment I want too many things. Yeah. And especially in a world now where it's so easy to travel and the internet makes everything more accessible, there's just so much more choice available in terms of like where I want to live, what I want to do, how I want to do it, uh, that it makes it hard for me to decide you know exactly the direction that I want to take with things definitely I for me moving to London was one of my big long-term goals that it was something that I wanted to achieve was living overseas and so now that I'm here I think I might have mentioned this before it's sort of like okay so what's the next big life move Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. you know I've already I've achieved that that thing I can tick that off the list I've lived in London and I'm not quite sure what I want to do next. Everyone keeps asking me if I'm going to move back to New Zealand or how long I'm going to stay here for. And I'm just like, I don't know. Don't ask me that. Yeah, I get asked the same things like, oh, so what's next? And I'm like, I don't know. Can I just can I just live here for a bit, please? Yeah, why do I have to leave? <laughs> yeah, it's hard when you're, you're really, well, it's a good thing, actually. Like when you're really enjoying yourself, you know, you're where you want to be, you're doing what you want to do. But there's always that pressure of like, what's next? It's, it's almost as if being comfortable isn't good enough. Like it's almost as if, what are you going to do next? How are you going to make it better? Like that's just the natural assumptions that people make. Like, oh, cool, you've done that thing. So what are you doing next? But, you know, sometimes maybe, oh, I'm pretty comfortable doing this right now and it's working really well for me and I'm just going to continue doing this and and growing that further. I don't know. Do you ever get those kind of pressures of like, what's next for you? I think I put those pressures on myself. I don't really like being too comfortable 
Like I always want to be moving forward and I think when I get too comfortable, I get bored. So, and I don't like being bored. I think that, that you know, there's that saying, only boring people get bored. So I, I always want to be doing things to make sure I'm moving forward. But when I'm not 100% sure exactly where I want to be moving to, that can be a bad thing because it means I'm just moving in a bunch of different directions, you know, and being busy for the sake of being busy if I'm not moving towards a particular thing. Yeah, so would you say that you have, like, little goals and then one sort of overarching life goal or or just, like, little milestones that you want to achieve? I think the next thing that I suppose I'm working towards, and I don't know what time frame this is in even, so that's probably, you know, a flaw in goal setting right there, but I really want to be self-sufficient. So I want to be able to be earning income, you know, being self-employed, and I want to be able to live anywhere in the world that I happen to want, even if that does turn out to be London. You know, I just want to have that freedom and flexibility. So that's the sort of like life situation that I'm working towards. And I'm trying to set my goals with my side projects and everything to align with that. But I really don't know what time frame I want that in because right now I feel like I'm still learning a lot at my day job and still really enjoying it. Eventually, I know I'm going to want, you know, more more freedom that comes from not having to go into an office every day. But for now, for now, I'm happy with that. But like I said, I still want to be moving forward with all my side projects so that I can still be pushing towards that goal. So when you're making decisions on your side projects, do you always kind of think back to your long term goal and think, you know, how how would this play into my long term goal? Is this a good thing for it or a bad thing for it? And then does that influence your decision on whether to take action on that thing? Definitely does. And actually, I can just immediately then thought of an example for this. So I think I've mentioned in a past episode that I want to do like a little workshop this summer, right? For my viewers on YouTube, yeah, yeah. where they'll, you know, join and we'll do a project together. And I was deciding what like subject I even wanted to teach in this workshop. And I ran a poll on Twitter and most people said they'd be interested in hearing about web design from me. So I thought, okay, cool. Well, that's what I'll do. That's what people are interested in mostly. But then I thought, hang on a second, but I don't want to be, you know, doing web design in my side projects. Like, that's not what I do. That I get that fulfillment from my day job. What I really want to be moving towards, like we've talked about multiple times, and our listeners are probably sick of hearing about it, is me working with people in the music industry, working yep. for bands and, yep. you know, music-related brands and stuff like that. So instead, I think I'm going to teach a workshop that's more to do with maybe like typographic layouts or apparel design because that's the kind of thing that I want to be getting hired for in my freelance work and you know when you teach something then people see you as an expert on that topic or you know it definitely goes a long way into showing that you know your subject matter so I want to be seen to be teaching those things rather than web design because those things are what I want to be hired for. Yeah, that's a great story and a great example to share. I think that just highlights the importance of the things that you do now and the impact that that will have or the effect, the the flow-on effect that that will have in terms of achieving your, your later life lifelong goal. And even something as small as this one little sort of workshop that you want to do and the fact that you are giving it such thought you know like you're really considering that in terms of the bigger picture 
I think that's super cool because if if you do that with all of the little things, then that's going to affect the whole big picture, right? Yeah, definitely. I think that I've really been trying lately, like in the past year or six months or so, to make my side projects all align better. And that was part of, you know, redesigning my website to bring everything all together as well. Just make them all fit together because previously I feel like my side projects were all a little bit separated. Yeah, I love your new website so much. I I was actually talking to Owen last night uh, saying that uh, I I want a website that sort of holds who I am. Yeah. Uh, so I I actually own the domain of my name, but uh, only in .co.nz, which is the uh, New Zealand domain, not the .com, unfortunately. But I I want to turn that into a I guess a hub for all the side project things I do. And I mentioned to Owen your redesign because I really like how on the homepage of your site it has like you know watch, read, and listen. Mm. And you've got the latest content of, of what you've just done in that past week or two. And, yeah, I want to do something similar like that, like have a, have a hub or a central point where people can go to if they want to find more about me personally as opposed to going to my, my side projects and me being spread thin over all of those. Yeah, that's a great idea. I think that'll be super valuable for you. Yeah, I think that also will help, like, position me as what I want to be positioned as and show – you know, a way a way to show this is what I'm working on and hopefully that will like give people a good idea of the type of person or creator that I am and the things that I'm creating and yeah hopefully they'll they'll see me as a creator which is what I want to be seen as I think yeah that'll definitely help with that so so with that thinking about you know how you're positioned and everything can you share what you know a major goal is for you in in the future yeah, my goals are pretty similar to yours, actually, in that I, I do want to eventually be self-sufficient. I haven't quite figured out what that is yet. Uh, for a long time, I thought that was freelancing and just becoming like a full-time freelancer. But I, I'm i not sure if that's really the path that I want to take. I really do enjoy freelancing. Uh, but I think the thing that I enjoy about it is that I don't do it full time. Yeah. So I enjoy that it's like a novelty and it's something that I get to do in my spare time. And so I really look forward to it. It, it doesn't exhaust me. And, and I really do enjoy doing the things like you know, my blog and my newsletter and this podcast. Uh, but I don't want to become a full time blogger. Uh, you know, because that often involves like sponsorships and all that kind of stuff to to make money. So I'm still trying to figure out what being self-sufficient looks like for me. Uh, And that could be opening a business, like a physical business or running a online community. You know, I'm I'm just not sure yet. And so I'm similar with you in that I don't know when that's going to be. I don't have a, a time frame. But I think it's also one of those things where... I'll know when the time is right. Like, I think I'll get to a point where it'll be pulling so hard. Like, I'll be so drawn to it that I'll know that that's when it's the right time to make that switch. Yeah, and that moment will come if all of the things that you're doing, you know, in your side projects are with that long-term goal in mind. I think that that moment definitely will come at some point in the future. Well, at least I hope so, because that's what I'm banking on as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, I think both you and I, we're very consistent. And I know that both of us show up a lot every day to to work on our side projects. And so I think 
Um, yeah, I'm hoping, but I'm pretty sure it will be a whatever it is that we'll end up doing will be a natural extension of of what we're doing now. Do you know what I just realised is really exciting? What is that? You know, however many years down the track, when we've reached these goals of being self sufficient, we can listen back to this podcast and be like, "Oh, you had no uh, idea what was coming." Oh no, yeah. <laughs> That makes me feel like really nervous. <laughs> I don't want to say anything dumb that my older self will like scowl at. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? I think that's that's actually quite valuable in terms of this podcast is in the future being able to listen back and hearing the journey and, and the yeah. experience and probably the mistakes that we will make going forward. Yeah. Maybe our future selves will be shaking their heads at us yeah. at some things we say. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they'll be like super proud and like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you said that really awesome thing. Go you. <laughs> so with with goals and, you know, we know where we want to be, how far in advance do you think you plan? Because I feel like I plan perhaps the next year is what I think can think about. But any further than that, I find it hard to actually make plans and they're just like, you know, goals that I want to work towards that I can't really take action on because I feel like mm. I don't know where I'm going to be or what mental state I'm going to be in mm -hmm. at that time. Yeah, I, I find that a year is easy to plan. Like that's kind of the natural, oh, you know, we'll do it for a year, like see how it goes or, or whatever. You can kind of forecast the year ahead. But lately I've been trying to get in the mindset and, and it's starting to work. I've always seen a year as a really long time, but lately I'm starting to realize that it's not. And I'm shifting to that mindset of, oh yeah, a year, that's not that long. Whereas before I was like, oh man, I have to do this for a year. That's such a long time. You know, that's going to take up so much time. I have to wait so long. But I'm now trying to switch to the mindset of, thinking like two years ahead and a year while it may feel like a long time on paper it really isn't like it's almost been a year since I moved country and to me that still feels like it was last month and especially if you're creating content or you're doing something super consistently that just makes the time feel like it goes by so much faster because you're in this like weekly cycle routine I don't know if you work that way Charlie but I'm like I just have this weekly routine that just recycles itself each week. And yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's easy to plan a year, but a year really is nothing. And for me, especially because I've started, you know, creating my own content uh, last August, I know that I shouldn't really expect many results in the first year or even the first two years. So I'm really thinking ahead to like two years from now, what will my content look like? How big will my audience be? Who will my audience be? And what will I be doing to to continue providing value to that audience and to continue growing? I really like that. And I definitely didn't need to get into the habit of thinking further than a year ahead as well. I, the kind of personality I am, it just gets so excited about things that I don't want to wait. So planning something for two years time, I worry that I'm just going to be like, but I want it now. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to think too far into the future that I miss out on the present. But I think that that's a slightly unfounded worry and that I can still make plans and, you know, take actions that will help the future without, you know, focusing on it too much. Yeah. So I 
often experience the opposite, which is kind of funny. So I sometimes have like maybe there's something that I want to do and I'm like, okay, I'll do that in two years time. Uh, but then like my, I'll share that with my mum, for example, because often I share my ideas with her and she'll say, no, Femme, like you need to start that now. That's such a good idea. You need to start it now so that you don't miss out. Otherwise, someone else is going to do this. And then in two mm-hmm. years' time, it's not going to be relevant anymore. And if you start it now, that way, again, like it takes two years-ish for people to start noticing. So if I start it now, then in two years, I'll be where I really want to be. As opposed to if I started it in two years, then I still got two years, like another two years of hard work to put in before I actually reach, you know, getting some success with it. Did that make any sense or was that just really yeah, confusing? No, that does make sense. I love when we discover these little like differences in our personalities yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, it's quite cool. Yeah, so yeah, I guess we're different in that way. I often think, I guess I want to do this in two years time and then the advice that I've received from those close around me is, no, you should start it now. But then again, like I don't have the time to do it now, you know, finding the time to do it and prioritizing all those things then, then come into play. Yeah, it's tough. You have to say no to some stuff, right? Eventually. Yeah. You have to that's what we talked about in our prioritizing episode. You have to pick the projects that are gonna help you out the most. And I guess having a long term goal to align everything to can help with that. So if you're thinking a year ahead, are you planning that thing that you wanna do now? Or do you like wait a year to start the whole planning thing? which then I don't know, that could take another few months or so. So when I say I think a year ahead, it, what I mean is that I have my year planned of like the stuff I want to do and the stuff I want to achieve. So I'm not thinking like, right, in a year's time, I want to do this. I'm meaning that I've got my next year of my life planned out of the like the trips I'm taking, the content I want to make, the, you know, the projects I want to work on. And I've got that like sorted. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I guess it's also a good way to like if you kind of plan a year ahead what you're doing outside of your side projects like yeah the trips you're going to take and that kind of stuff that also gives you a lot more clarity to plan the year ahead for your side projects right because you know like how much time you're going to have that year and and what you're going to be doing and that kind of stuff yeah so that workshop that I mentioned earlier I had you know big plans for this and actually talked about this in my monthly newsletter that went out the other week and we'll leave a link to that in the show notes if you feel like subscribing a little bit of self-promo there (laughs) So I had big plans for this course that I wanted to do and, you know, I just have so much stuff that I wanted to teach people and, you know, work on with them alongside them. But I realized I have to scale back because there's not that much time. I want to make it a summer school project. So I wanted to launch it in summer because my audience, you know, there's a lot of them are at design school studying. So that's a good time to, you know, focus on a workshop or something. So I had to scale back because there's not enough time to plan for that and come up with something smaller and put off that big plan for maybe the next year or perhaps I'll see how the smaller one goes and, you know, the plans for the next one will change completely. Who knows? Mm. But, yeah, you have have to think about the time you've got available. Shall we read out some tweets? Yeah. So on Twitter we asked, how far in advance do you plan your future? Are you the sort of person who thinks more in short term or do you plan long term goals? And Stephanie said, I plan as far as five years or how I want the rest of the current year to plan out. So that sounds similar to you in that you've kind of got your like one year plan, but you're also kind of thinking more more ahead as well. 
Yeah, definitely. Although I, I don't know if I could say I plan as far as five years ahead because plan to me is an action word. You know, it implies that you've actually done something about the goals that you have for five years time. Whereas I feel like I only really plan the year, but I think to about five years ahead. Yeah, that, that's a better way of putting it, I think. Awe said, I have goals for the future, but I plan short-term ones that will also help achieve that goal because plans always change. That definitely sounds really similar to me. Yeah. In the way that I'm wary of, you know, planning the steps towards the future because I feel like I change my mind so much about exactly what I want and where I want to be. But if you're always moving towards something, then I think that's always a good thing. Yeah, well, I think we've maybe touched on this in a past episode anyway, but if you have one big goal, you're not going to achieve it without breaking it down, I think. Totally. And we've talked about this, I think, more in like a to-do list kind of way of like breaking down those big to-do tasks into small little tasks that are much more achievable. And I think the same thing applies with goals. If you've got one big goal that you really want to achieve, you're going to have to break that down not not necessarily into like actionable steps, but maybe more of just like a plan of like figuring out what you're going to have to do, maybe where you're going to have to be, the things you're going to have to create or who you're going to have to talk to and get help from so, so that you can achieve that one big goal. Yeah, makes sense. Sandra said, I used to have my life planned out years in advance, but ever since I moved abroad, it's more of a let's just see what happens. I'm sort of in that situation as well since moving to London and like achieving that goal. Like I want to see where London takes me, if that makes sense. I I never thought that I would be starting a new job in my first year in London. That's just not something that I had planned, you know, but that's the thing that happened and it's worked out well. So I kind of want to see what London throws at me, but making sure that I'm still taking actions myself as well. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. So here in Amsterdam, very much so let's see what happens especially like you probably understand having a European passport like opens up too many doors like there's just so many (laughs) there's too much choice you know Owen and I could live almost anywhere in Europe which sometimes is really tempting to think about Um, but I think for now we're we're pretty happy where we are and if an opportunity did come up that was in a different country maybe we'd consider it I, I don't know I think the best kind of long-term thinking is thinking that's adaptable. So if a really great opportunity comes up or, you know, you start to have this little niggle of something else that you want, I think you have to be able to adapt your plan to fit that in and go with it and see what happens because that's what life's about, I think, is seeing what comes at you and how you react to it. Yeah, I definitely agree. Even if you do have a five-year plan, you can't really predict that that's actually going to happen. Life sometimes throws curveballs at you, you know, something really personal might come up that might detour you a little bit from that path. But like like you just said, you know, being able to adapt to that change and then re revisiting like, okay, so now I'm in this position, what can I do with what I have around me now to get back to where where I want to go? Totally. Camilla said that she has a daily list, but other than that, she does have long-term goals. Naturally, her problem is getting big goals into actionable chunks. Yep, definitely what we've talked about, the same. Yeah. Breaking down big goals is harder than breaking down big to-do list tasks, I think. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
Kyle said, the most I plan for is one to three years, but there's always maybes or someday goals. Usually, though, they're short term, so monthly or within the year. Have you got any tips you think you could share for thinking two years in advance? I think my only tip would be getting in the mindset of thinking that a year isn't a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Which is hard to do. I think if you see a year as not a long time, it makes it easier to think of the second year which I think is why a lot of people don't think of the second year because most people think a year is a long time. So that would be my only tip, but I don't know if I have steps on how to get to that mindset. I think it's just having more of like a long-term vision and, and a long-term mindset. Yeah, that that's definitely important. I feel like there is two different types of people, or maybe more than two, but there's a, a lot of people live in the past, you know, it's the those were the days type of person and they reminisce about university or high school and they feel like that was like when they were thriving, that was the high point of their life. And then there's the long-term mindset people who, you know, they've got big goals and plans for the future and they're thinking ahead. The, those are two very different ways of thinking, you know. Yeah, definitely. And what about the people who live in the present? I feel like if you I feel like everyone is either one thinking more of the past or the future. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's the present as well. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, when I think of people who just live in the present, I think it's those kind of or that kind of like YOLO sort of mentality of like <laughs> whatever like I'm invincible uh you know I'll just do this thing and deal with the consequences later which yeah okay yep I'm gonna revise (laughs) there's three types of people (laughs) yeah I think there are three types of people but I think you can also be both like like more than one you know so like I have a long-term mindset I'm very much long-term thinking but I'm also living a lot in the present and not necessarily I'm not living my life YOLO style but I'm living my life in the present as in making sure that I use the present time in the most productive way possible or in the best way possible so I'm I'm not thinking like oh yeah I'll do that thing in the future no I'm going to do that thing now so that I'm better positioned in the future I really like that. Yeah, I think that's the best way to be. (laughs) I think we're coming to an end. Shall we wrap it up? Did you have any tips to add? I don't think so. I think the type of person that you are and being, like we talked about, a person with a long-term mindset who takes actions in the present, that's the main thing when it comes to goal setting, I think. You have to think about your future so that you can make decisions now that will help you out then. Yeah, I mean, it's all good and well to come up with like a long-term plan and and long-term goals, but at the end of the day, you have to take action now, right? Yeah. You're going to have to have to take action on those goals in the present and where you are now, otherwise you won't get to it in the future. That that's my mindset anyway. That totally makes sense. And setting big goals means you're going to have to break them down and achieve a lot of stuff along the way to achieve that big goal. And even if perhaps like both of us, you don't have a set plan in place and know exactly how to reach that situation you want to be in in the future, you can at least make decisions for your smaller goals that align with that. Yeah, definitely. 
So good episode, good wrap up. Good chat, yeah. Yeah, uh, so if people want to listen to some of our previous episodes, where online can they go? You should head to designlife.fm and there you'll find all of our episodes to listen to. There's quite a range of topics up there now, don't you think, Fem? Yeah, I feel like we've got a good mix of like some very design-specific topics. Uh, others are very side project orientated, so there's a good range. And if you want to join in the conversation on Twitter, because that's always our favourite part, is seeing what you guys, our listeners, have to say about the topics that we're talking about, then you can tweet us at designlifefm. And Charlie, where can people go to find you on Snapchat? Well, if you really want to do that, then you can find me. I'm on Charlie Marie TV, and it'll be linked in the show notes because I spell my name weird. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I am on Snapchat at Femke SVS. So, good episode. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Fem. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, see ya. Bye.